dementia researcher with a blog and a rating. Giving presentations is something that you can't always hide from in science. And it's one of those things that if you do put it off, they just become more and more daunting. Well, in my experience anyway. So in this blog, I'm going to give some tips that others have passed on to me and that I've learned from my own experiences over the past couple of years. So I actually get very nervous before any presentation I give. It doesn't matter how many people it's in front of, it could be five, it could be 500. I'll still get nervous. I remember during my talk at the AIUK conference this year when my legs were shaking behind the podium. But when people spoke to me afterwards, they told me how confident I looked up there. Which to me was quite hard to understand, seeing as I'd not felt nerves like that in a long time. And, oh yeah, the fact that my legs were shaking. The point is, even those who come across as confident whilst presenting their work still get nervous. So some of the tips I'm going to give in this blog are probably things that help me deal with those nerves. So number one, the simpler, the better. I don't know about you, but personally, there is nothing worse than listening to a talk where I have zero idea what is going on. For me, this can happen quite often as my background is in psychology and it's only ever over the past, it's only over the past couple of years where I've really started to delve into the nitty gritty neuroscience that I now adore. So when giving presentations, explain everything, even if it's a term that you use in your everyday work. Just because you know what it means does not mean the audience know what it means, even if you have an audience of neuroscientists. I think it's sometimes easy to forget that what we do is actually very niche and nobody will be annoyed if you explain a term. They know, and for the people in the audience who don't know that term, by explaining it, you're making your talk more accessible and allowing them to keep up with the story you're telling. Obviously, it's important to cater your talk to the specific audience. For example, if you're giving a talk to a non-specialist audience, then you want to explain things in the simplest way possible in order to keep people interested. Whereas, if you're presenting at a very niche conference to those in your field, you can delve into those details a little more. But, as a rule of thumb, if you can explain something in simple terms, then that's probably a good way to explain it. Number two, you are the presentation. So in my first year of my PhD, um, I went to an amazing workshop on how to give engaging presentations, which I would highly recommend attending if your university offers it. One of the main things I took away from this was that people are coming to see you talk. Obviously, they're interested in the science, but they're also interested in what you've got to say. When I think about presentations that I've gone to, which I've really enjoyed, it's usually when I can see how excited the person is presenting. And also when they don't just read off the slides. This doesn't mean you have to walk around the stage like you own it, although I do quite like it when I see that. All it means is that you just have to try and show your passion through your words. Number three, visuals are your friends. Whether that be graphs, diagrams explaining pathways, or even just a funny meme, visuals are definitely your friend. By opting for diagrams and figures that you can walk your audience through instead of lots of text, it means your audience are more likely to listen to you as they won't be tempted to just read all the writing on the slide. Plus, you get to show off your data by really having the focus on it. I found BioRender to be a great tool to create engaging visuals for my scientific talks. But make sure not to overload your audience with lots of visuals on one slide. 
I know it's hard not to include everything you've worked on, but less can sometimes be more. Number four, practice. I honestly can't think of anything more frightening than going up to give a talk knowing I haven't practiced it. So one reason I do practice is to keep to time so that I know what I'm going to say and also to calm those nerves. So two things I've found to be super helpful when practicing is to actually practice in front of someone before you do the real thing. And if the talk you're going to give is for a non-specialist audience, one of the best things you can do is run it by someone not in your field. This way, you can ask if things need to be added or taken away. And it gives you the chance to find out if you get the message you want across. And number five, enjoy yourself. I know it sounds funny, but try to enjoy yourself. Obviously, this is easier for some people than others, as the idea of presenting and showing your work to other people can be very daunting. However, the more presentations you do, the more you may start to get a feel for it, and hopefully, the more you will start to enjoy yourself. Remember, you are the expert, and nobody knows more about your project than you. So, I think the only thing left for me to do is to wish you luck with your next talk. Good luck. Thank you for listening. Join the Dementia Research bloggers and share your own views.